You are listening to TLRStation.com. Awaken to Holistic Health is all about improving your health by treating the whole. Deanne Riendo, Integrative Wellness Specialist, is on a mission to serve others through education, collaboration, and connection. Awaken to Holistic Health Radio inspires you with strategies from Deanne and other holistic practitioners that will help you awaken to the possibilities of holistic health and well-being. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken to Holistic Health. I am your host, Deanne Riendo, and I've got another exciting guest. I mean, when are they not exciting? We've got so many amazing um, health providers out there that do an array of things that really help us in our healing journey or help us to optimize our health. And today we're joined by um, the CEO of Mind Alive, Inc., Dave Seaver, and this guy, he he's sure done a lot. I'm so impressed um, by um, the the past that he has has been through, and um, all of the research and knowledge that comes from Dave. Now he manages all of the product design and research projects for Mind Alive, and he also provides some individual coaching for clients. He lectures at conferences, publishes articles, and he's done some pretty big research projects and presented at the Association of Applied Psychophysiology and Biofeedback, the International Society for Neurofeedback and Research, and the American College for the Advancement of Medicine. So this guy is well versed in what he's here to talk to you about. And he's going to talk to you about what Mind Alive does. Now, now, Dave, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that you're here. I want to, um, I want to just start by asking you kind of to give us kind of a, a recap of kind of what you've done and what you've created to bring everybody up to speed to know what exactly Mind Alive does and what you have to offer. Can you do that? Certainly, Deanne. Uh, thank you. Thanks for asking. <clears throat> well, Mind Alive itself is, um, it, it, the, it's the whole concept of Mind Alive is, but what can we do, of course, to keep our mind in peak mental condition, in peak physical condition, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> Put it on the treadmill, keep it jogging, keep it exercising, keep it flexible. And when our mind is in great shape, everything in our lives is in great shape. Our bodies are do, do well, we're fit, we, uh, we are, we're, our lives are exciting, we're happy. Uh, we're challenged, you know, we feel full in our lives. And that's, we have dimensionality in our ability to tackle all kinds of things from mathematics one moment to playing with a two-year-old the next moment. And we have those types of abilities. So that's what it's about. And, and that's spun into my, my tagline, which is called dancing in the dendrites. And dendrites are little wires that form in the brain when we uh, do new things and we learn. And so whether you're, you're, you're dancing or swimming or doing math or learning games or socializing, <clears throat> we're always growing more dendrites. It's when we get stagnant that our, pru- our brain starts to prune the dendrites out. And that's, and, and, uh, that's not a good sign because usually when we're, when we're losing dendrites, we're not happy people because we've been stagnating and, and kind of rotting away for some period of time. So that's the Mind Alive theme, and then we've built, we've built technologies, of course, that ha- allow people to be in me- peak mental fitness. So 
you have all these different layers of technology. How did this how did this whole concept all start? How did you get into the idea of utilizing kind of audiovisual type of technology and stimulation technology um, to to help our minds to be better and to be in that peak condition? Where did that all come from? Well, it was both a life event or life thing and by accident in a way. <clears throat> when I was in my early 20s, I landed a job at the University of Alberta and they wanted me to design a research, a research lab to treat temporomandibular dysfunction. So people with jaw pain, and <clears throat> neck, head, pain, headaches, usually that's, those are all the symptoms that encompass uh, temporomandibular dysfunction. And uh, while I was designing the research lab for them, I had to, of course, really learn the physiology well. Because you can't design electronics if you don't know the physiology. <clears throat> so I had to learn it significantly better than most any doctor would ever know it. And, uh, or dentist, and as a result, I ended up teaching the physiology course. And oh, wow. at the, in my last couple of years, I taught an advanced uh, TMJ diagnostics course that I, that I spun on my own. But I built this research lab that was getting pretty complicated. But one of the things is that, that always bothered me is that, you know, there's an expression, if, you're, if your only tool is a hammer, then the whole world's a nail. And with dentists, the only tool... For, for TMJ problems, the only tool was a splint, or they call them a night guard or orthotic, you know, but those horseshoe-shaped things you put over your teeth yep. to, try to, to try to balance out your bite. And, and um, anyway, sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But one of, the, one of the things that I was developing at the university was a thing called a silent period detector. And what that does, when you go to close your teeth together, the muscles, of course, are activated. And if you look at it, if you have an EMG or electromyograph tied to an oscilloscope, well, in radio, you probably have oscilloscope, so you'd see a pile of hash. As soon as your teeth touch, it flatlines because it, basically what happens is, is your, your, uh, when your teeth touch, there's the skin. It's called the periodontal ligament. It's the skin around your tooth. It has nerves that go back to this thing called the trigeminal ganglion. And it paralyzes your jaw closing muscles temporarily so you don't break your teeth. And if all your teeth fit really nice, that little dead zone is about 15 to 20 milliseconds or thousandths of a second. If your teeth hit all crooked and one after another because your bite is all off, that could be 50, 60, 70 milliseconds long. So I built this silent pure detector to look at this dead zone when the brain is trying to protect you from breaking your teeth. And what we found was that if the, uh, the dead zone was, or the silent period was quite long, a splint worked quite well. <clears throat> but if the silent period was short, a splint typically did not work because you already had a good bite. Oh, and, interesting. Yes. And so, and then I, I, because I've always been interested in psychology... Uh, I ran 500 of our patients on, on, a, on an index called the life event scale. And in their histories, what I found out was something very amazing and completely surprising. That, first of all, nine-tenths of all of our patients were female, yeah, 30-ish, 35 years of age, maybe 25 or 35 years of age. Most of them had one or two little children. And in those days, interest rates were 18% in Canada <laughs> in, in, the, in the mid-80s. Yeah. 
And Alberta, where I come from, is a major oil producer. You've probably heard of the oil sands and all that stuff up here. And <clears throat> there's a lot of environmental talk about Alberta and all the oil they make. And uh, but our oil is expensive to extract. It doesn't come cheap. So you need high oil prices to really be successful. So meanwhile. It turns out that these are almost all wives of oil workers. They all had big mortgages and newer houses. And oil was $15 a barrel back then in the 80s, mid-80s. <laughs> Hard to imagine that. <laughs> Isn't it? And gas was like 20 cents a, you know, a, yeah. a quart, you know, or like 80 cents a gallon back then. Yeah, in the, in the good old days. So, so there was a lot of stress because there was wage rollbacks or layoffs. A lot of fear in these wives, of course, that they were going to lose all their all their financial security and lose their homes and everything else. So when I ran them on this life event scale, not only did I find out that, say, these are housewives or oil workers, or most of them, <clears throat> but the three big symptoms that showed up three to six months prior to having jaw pain was financial uncertainty and increasing arguments with their spouse and guilt about putting children into daycare because then the housewives were getting work again to support the wow. income and feeling guilty about it. So that was interesting. And, an, and another thing is that, um, so anyway, basically what happened though is 1988, OPEC put an embargo on oil. It suddenly jumped up to $30 a barrel from 15 and we hardly had a patient again. So wow. the price of oil affected TMJ. And, and what I learned, though, was I started taking them over to biofeedback and doing biofeedback work with them to teach them how to relax their jaws. And, of course, counseling was needed. Everything but a splint was needed for the people who had short, silent periods because yes. their teeth were actually fine. It was psychological. And did that ever get me excited, you know, about this stuff? Meanwhile, at the same time while that's all going on, in 1984, I was approached by an instructor in performing arts who you know, heard we were doing crazy things up there in dentistry, and he asked me to build this, what I would call a wonky light and sound machine with blinking lights and pulsing tones, uh, and he figured he could use it to help his performing arts students overcome stage fright. Wow. Well, well, I had never heard of this before, and to me it sounded like, you know, a lot of new age nonsense and stuff, but <clears throat> anyway, I built him one, and I finished it in 1985, and... Uh, he claimed it was working great. He was putting his students into hypnotic trances, finding that most of the time the fear of their of performing happened in grade three or grade four, you know, Christmas play or the school play of sure. some kind. And, and they forgot their lines and they got all traumatized. And now they still have this fear as university students. Wow. Um, but anyway, um, it was working well. Then I thought I better put it on our TMJ patients to see what it's going to do for them. And I That's started putting... Pardon? I was going to say, I was going to say, would you believe we're already at 10 minutes? And I love how this story is just carrying on so organically because, you know, so often, you know, we kind of stumble into these um, amazing um, opportunities that just fill us with such new insights. So we're going to take a really quick break. But Dave, I'm so excited for you to come back. We've still got 15 minutes left. Um, okay. So please sit tight. Please join us um, after this short commercial break so that you can hear the rest of Dave's story because there's some really exciting things that have um, come out of this um, history that, that Dave is talking about. So please join us in just a few minutes. Thank you. 
I'm Jody Dyer, independent distributor for Organic Alt. Our coffee is amazing. It is it's gourmet coffee, but the real thing that we're after is that it's infused with red reishi mushroom. Now, the red reishi mushroom just is is an incredible mushroom. It's the king of herbs. It's grown in the Wuhi Mountains in China under a very strict uh, conditions. So. Basically, what it does for a coffee is it negates the caffeine and negates the acids. So while you're drinking your coffee, you're helping your body to repair itself. Our coffee comes in many flavors. We have a mocha, we have hot chocolate, we have a black, we have latte, and we just have a green tea and a red tea as well. You can visit me at www.jodysjava.com. That's www.jodysjava.com. Or you could call me at 403-701-7767. Looking forward to hear from you soon. Tenacious Living Choose Your Adventure Book is a compilation of 29 true short stories showcasing the spirit of tenacity and how to build inner strength and success. Visit http tenaciousliving.org books to find out more. You're listening to Tenacious Living Radio. Hi there. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Deanne Riendo, and you're tuned in to Awaken to Holistic Health. I'm here with Dave Seaver, the CEO of Mind Alive, and he's been giving us some history about the technology um, behind what he has created. And he's going to finish off his story about the technology and then start talking about uh, the different technologies that he has that are available um, to you. So thanks, Dave, and and, uh, carry on where you left off. So I started using this light and sound machine. I made a couple of them. And uh, I started using them on our TMJ patients, and it melted their tension faster than, and more effectively and deeper than anything I'd ever witnessed in my life. And I was doing biofeedback in those days as well, and nothing was close to what, what the odd light and sound did. And, and I, too, was struggling with all kinds of – I mean, I had a big mortgage, and I was the university didn't pay well, and I had stress, and I had TMJ myself. And I started using it on myself, too, and, and it was the only thing that would get me through a lot of tough days. When I was tense and stuff, and it would just just take the tension right off and just mellow me into a deep, deep trance. Well, I didn't know a lot about it at that time. I just knew it worked. So in 88, we finally published a study. We took our 10 worst TMJ patients with severe jaw tension and pain, and we put them on the gear, and we ran EMG or an electromyograph, and we melted the tension away in just six minutes. Five to six minutes, they were totally relaxed and symptom-free completely, usually for a couple of days. Well, that was really fascinating. In fact, it was so fascinating to me, I thought, I can't believe nobody has done this before. So I started digging around in the archives at the Medical Sciences Library and discovered the concept of driving brainwaves with flashing lights and was was discovered back in 1934. And And hundreds of studies were done on driving brainwaves uh, back then, and you could speed them up, slow them down, but there was nothing that was done that, that was clinical. Like, what would the subjective experience be of flashing lights at different frequencies? Not up until the 50s. And the reason why this happened in the 50s is there was a physician named William Kroger. Uh, with, he was with the U.S. military, and he was on the battleships, and he was trying to find out how come <clears throat> the military was driving their, their battleships into uh, enemy you know, Nazi territory and suddenly getting shot at, and the radar guy missed it. Well, mm-hmm. it's because those old-fashioned radars didn't hold a steady image like a TV does now. 
they would just blip when the when the wiper went around. They would make a little mm-hmm. blip, and you, and you could see the enemy blipping, but the blip would put him into a trance. Wow. So William Kroger teamed up with a guy named Sidney Schneider, and they d- developed the first commercial brainwave entrainment device called the Brainwave Synchronizer, and that was back in 1956. <laughs> and they were then selling them mostly to universities. They found they could use them during surgery and cut anesthesia way back. They could use them for dentistry and cut uh, your, your Novocaine or your freezing way back. In fact, I have not used freezing for any dental work since 1988, since reading this research. And I've even had crowns done in my teeth, all on the audiovisual, no freezing whatsoever since at that time. Amazing. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's it's quite effective. I even had to have a a molar reconstructed that broke, and uh, they had to put two pins in and rebuild the tooth. I did the whole thing on the light and sound. And... uh, so anyway, it turns out there were dozens of little studies, but nothing big, but little studies proving that it at least worked. <clears throat> so then we got, I got proactive. I started writing a book on it and, and got proactive at finding universities who'd be willing to do research on this. And, uh, and, since the, and then, then we thought, well, you know, I wonder if it doesn't just work on relaxation. I mean, that's an alpha wave that we're using for relaxation. But we have all these other frequencies. We've got beta, we've got theta, we've got delta, we've got sensory motor rhythm frequencies. What happens if we tried other frequencies? So start experimenting with things and discovered that it works great for sleep. It worked very well for attention deficit disorder, very well for ADHD. And we've got two big studies. There's actually four or five studies done on it now, but we had one study of 200 kids. Works great. It improved their reading. Within two months, it improved their reading by an entire year. Uh, you know, and then we thought, well, what about just college students boosting their grades? Well, it works great for college students with grades. Then we thought, well, then we discovered <clears throat> the signature of depression because I have a I bought a brain mapper way back in the '90s, a full head EEG system or electroencephalograph, yeah. And I started mapping people's brains so I could prove that this technology was working. And uh, and then the process, you know, um, this, we we found the signature of depression, which other people, of course, were working on at the time and had discovered, and we verified it. But uh, uh, so I. Anyway, the eyes are wired in an interesting way. The right eye does not go to the left brain like the right arm does. And the mm-hmm. left eye does not go to the right brain. The right fields of both eyes goes to the left brain, and the left fields go to the right brain. And that mm-hmm. way you can lose an eye, and the other eye will still be processed by both hemispheres of your brain. Otherwise, only one hemisphere would process it. And so we patented this eye set that we did field stimulation, and we did one frequency on the two right halves of each eye and another frequency on the two left halves, and we were able to use that to treat depression. Wow. And, and it worked really well for ADHD as well, and we patented that, and also then we discovered it works also good for concentration, for focus, for memory, for seniors with cognitive decline, that's also a good frequency. And, uh, and then we, just, we did more and more studies. To date, we have over two dozen studies on our, our David products alone, uh, and they're all published, and they're all on our website, um, uh, the later, some of the later ones, the, the last few that we've done, one was on, on worry in college students. And this was done at the U of T in Austin, Texas. And uh, of all the techniques they tried using the audiovisual entrainment, using our, the David Delight device, they had th- that was most effective at treating, um, at treating a worry in college students. And uh, so that was really good. And recently, just last year out of California, 
a big double-blind study was done there with seniors, and they found that it, it doubled uh, immediate memory and delayed memory. And for seniors, that's a very big issue. But the other issue with seniors is that their brain waves slow down as they age. And when your brain slows down, you start getting into what they call cognitive decline, ADHD-ish, dementia. Yeah. And, and, and the study was 30 days long, and it sped up their brains by an entire third of a hertz, which is remarkable. Basically Amazing. made them 10 years younger, brainwave-wise. Amazing. So, so really, I mean... The the extent of what this equipment, this technology can do, I mean, it, it's it's almost never-ending. You can use it for mental sharpness, memory, reduce anxiety, depression, help with sleep, post-traumatic stress disorder, relaxation, pain reduction, sports. I mean, it sounds like um, this is kind of an all-encompassing uh, technology. And I want to spend some time because you have several pieces of technology that you have created that you um, provide for people to assist with some of these areas. Can you talk about your audiovisual entertainment, your cranial electrostimulation, and your transcranial DC stimulation? Yes, actually, I've been talking about the audiovisual entrainment, is how you pronounce that. Uh, that's what I've been talking about all along so far. Uh, and just to add a little something to it, this, you know, do you know the Semper Fi Foundation? It's a foundation for Marines with trauma. Uh, with okay. Marine, Marine vets, veteran Marines. Yep. Well, they're buying 40 a month from us right now for the Marines with PTSD and such. But, and that's the audiovisual entrainment that I've been talking about um, uh, the last little while here. But we, at the same time, though, I started making nerve stimulators for, for relaxing the jaw electrically. <clears throat> and that spun into cranial electrostimulation. And uh, basically, cranial electrostimulation involves small little um, electrical pulses that you put on a couple of little clips that you put on your earlobes. And, uh, and, it, and it passes through the brainstem, and cranial stem primarily generates serotonin and endorphins. And uh, so it's used uh, very successfully for also for depression, anxiety, insomnia. That's the serotonin side. Uh, and also it's just general feelings of mental wellness. But it also stimulates endorphins, which helps reduce pain. And right now we're experimenting with using the two together cranial stem and audiovisual entrainment together. So we put the brain basically into a, to basically to, to a meditative trance, or we use it to treat depression, because a lot of people with chronic pain spin you know, depression over time. <clears throat> they develop depression from being so debilitated. So we can run that on the brain and use the cranial stem to handle sort of the neurotransmitter side of feeling better and blocking pain impulses through the endorphin, uh, the dorphin roots that CES generates in the brainstem. Uh, now then this transcranial DC stimulation, I should mention that cranial electric stim or CES as we'll call it, um, the bulk of that research has been done by other people over the last 50 years. Uh, we do have patents on some improved techniques that other people have missed. Uh, and transcranial DC stimulation, there are about 750 studies done on that, most of them out of Germany. <clears throat> and it is also very fascinating technology. It's a simple direct current on an electrode. Now, you have to get a map of the brain, and there's these things called Broadman area maps, B-R-O-D-M-A-N-N, and they show you the different areas of the brain and what they do. And if you put an electrode over that spot of the brain, you can enhance your function. 
So when I get people, with, let's, say with, let's say with closed head injuries, like from motor vehicle accidents and things, I can usually put them on entrainment right away just to get the brain kind of running again and get them settled down. And we map them, and, and then on the brain map, we'll see if there's specific sites of the brain that are not functioning any well. And then we'll put the transcranial DC stim on those sites, and we'll boost them back up again. Uh, and you can, there's so many studies on TDCS, aphasias of different kinds, uh, like people with speech problems from stroke or, or motor problems from stroke. Uh, they've lost their ability to understand language. That's Wernicke's aphasia from stroke, and you can boost a lot of that back. And also from brain injuries in general. I mean, a stroke is a serious brain injury as it is. Sure. But other things you can boost insightfulness. You can boost math ability. You can boost music ability. Uh, you can uh, boost your ability to uh, maybe be an interior designer because you can improve contrast discrimination. If you're looking wow. at shades of paints and stuff like this, you can actually improve your ability to see different shades of paints. Uh, one of the things I've done with myself is uh, I'm, a, I'm an app. Part of my theme of dancing in the dendrites is I, I music is very good for the brain. So <laughs> I've always engaged in music as an amateur singer-songwriter, and I've got a bunch of tunes that I've written over the years and I want to record. But um, I, a few years back, my wife criticized me a little bit that I wasn't always on tune with my singing, <laughs> and, uh, which I wasn't very happy to hear, but she's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> very, sometimes supposes they're too honest, but... Um, uh, I thought I was fine. So anyway, uh, I had just read the study about tuning up pitch discrimination in the brain by putting an electrode about, oh, about two inches above the left ear. That's where the left temporal lobe is and auditory processing center is there. <clears throat> so I did that for five treatments at 20 minutes each, just with a little electrode. And suddenly I realized, I woke up that part of my brain and suddenly realized I was not singing on key. Wow. And I couldn't notice I couldn't notice it before, but now I notice it. Now it really bugged me. And my guitar <laughs> wasn't always tuned on my guitar either. So it gave me awareness, and now I'm really sharp on tuning my guitar and, and singing better. I did a lot of singing practicing after that to get my, uh, my pitch better on key because I was aware of it now. Exactly. And think of how many conditions are out there. Like It works great for depression as well. It works amazingly well for depression. Usually you got to brain map it. Because sometimes depression is not always in the same place as you'd think it should be. But so if you map it and you see where depression is in that person, you can put the electrode over that and you can make them happier in an hour. Wow. And uh, so transcranial DC stim, so I've not developed it per se, but uh, it is certainly a powerful technology and I love it. And we've done all kinds of things with it. Uh, a lot of cognitive stuff, but I see also emotional stuff can be treated with it as well. Yeah. Um, but, so anyway, those are the three technologies we primarily engage in. We do have a, a service here too, where a clinical service where we brain map people, we, we, we see what's going on in their brain waves, give them a treatment, see how it helped them, right? Then Great. I can go to conferences and I can lecture on this and I can write articles and stuff. Exactly. Now, so people can come and see you, they can get um, treatments done there, but can they also purchase the equipment and kind of take it home and use it as their, their, for their own use? For the audiovisual, yes, it's quite simple. For the cranial electro stim, yes, yes, quite simple. For the transcranial DC stim, we are more concerned about that because you have to use it correctly. And there's two yeah. electrodes: one will enhance brain function, and one will inhibit brain function. <clears throat> so we make people read my. Uh, I, I have a, a university course with Saybrook University on on these technologies, and uh, and I have an article on our website that was published a while back in a, in a psychology magazine. And so they have to read my article, then they have to write the university quiz, 
before I will sell it to them, unless they're a, cl- cl- uh, unless they're a clinician. Yeah. Uh, because I do want to control. Uh, there's brain hacking stuff showing up on the internet, unfortunately, and people are mm. going to hurt themselves. They're saying, take a nine volt battery, stick some electrodes on it, shove it on your head, bingo. You'll be- <laughs> <laughs> and some of it's getting a little scary. What they're doing with the with the TD transcranial DC stem. Exactly. So we want to be informed and know what they're doing before they play with it if they're not a clinician. Well, Dave, I, I just think that's great. And I, I wish I could just talk with you for hours. You are so passionate about what you do and you have so much knowledge about this amazing technology. Um, you know, I have to just send a little side note here too that um, I had the privilege of coming in and experiencing the audiovisual entrainment um, and... I was feeling really tired when I went in, and at the end of my 40 minutes with this equipment, I tell you, I felt like I just had a like a three-hour nap. I felt amazing. So, um, you know, that's just my own testimony from um, having the opportunity and experiencing some of your equipment, and I wanted to really share that with, with our listeners today. So, we are out of yeah, time. Same, the same thing we, if I want to go dancing in the evening. I'll run it in the evening, and then I'll go dancing for the next two hours. There you go, exactly. And, and um, you know, I think that people just need to be aware that this type of technology exists and it can really benefit a lot of people. So um, if anyone out there is listening and they're interested in um, learning more, you can go to mindalive.com and, and there's tons of information. All of the studies are on their website as well. You can certainly reach out to Dave. Um, as, you, as you've heard, he's just... Um, has this wealth of knowledge um and so he'd be happy to share with you i'm sure so thank you so much dave i um i'm so grateful that you took the time to spend um with all of us and sharing um all of this information with us and uh and hopefully you'll come back again and um and we can talk even more about this amazing technology and all the benefits Thank you very much, Deanna. And also, again, thank you again for taking interest in what we, what we do, and I appreciate that. Well, I think it's amazing. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Again, I'm your host, Deanne Riendo, and you've tuned in to Awaken to Holistic Health. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye for now. This program was sponsored by Your Holistic Earth. YHE is a holistic online marketplace that provides a world of services and resources for a healthier and happier you. Take the first step. Visit www.yourholisticearth.ca and awaken to holistic health.